everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Katie and Me podcast. My name is Chris Hutchinson, and as always, I am joined by my most excellent partner, Katie Rogers. Katie, how are you? Hey, Chris. I'm doing well. So excited about the potential maybe end-ish of the pandemic. Yeah, I know. Uh, Have you gotten any of your shots yet? I did. I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, awesome. I I have one more to go. So I got my first one. Last week, actually. So, yeah, it uh, it hurt, but I highly recommend it. I got mine in my right arm. I think I will get it in my left arm next time because I've heard uh, that the second shot sometimes may be a little bit more painful. I sleep on my right side, and um, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> my arm hurt so bad, but definitely, definitely worth it. My assistant at work and I were scheduled to get um, a two-parter and someone came by the farm and said, you guys, this um, pharmacy has extra shots of the Johnson Johnson one shot. And if you go now, you'll get your shot. And like, we had been working in the rain all day. We were Mm. completely covered in mud and we went running in there. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't even have an ID and they gave us our shots. And I was so excited and he was feeling a little nervous and tells me like, I don't do well with shots. Mm -hmm. I might pass out. And I was like, Oh, Oh. (laughs) And then I feel terrible because like, he's one of those people those rare cases that got all the symptoms like he was so sick from it yeah I felt I felt terrible like I'm really glad he's vaccinated but I felt really bad for being the person that was like get the truck yeah (laughs) (laughs) well I know this episode we're not necessarily talking about the, the the COVID vaccines but I do think it's important that you know, everyone goes out and, and gets vaccinated for sure. Maybe we yes. can discuss that next episode. So Katie, today I'm going to talk about the importance of taking vacation or some some mental health breaks. Uh, we'll get into that here in a bit. But before we do that, I'd like to thank our show partner, Audible. If you're not familiar with Audible, it is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. And if you are interested in getting a free trial book, you can visit audibletrial.com backslash Katie and me podcast. And Katie is always spelled K-A-T-Y. So we are very thankful for Audible as a show partner. And I always just like asking, Katie, are you listening or reading any books? Uh, well, I know you are, but what's one that you're like super excited about? I am, um, I am reading Mariana Mazzucato's new book, which is called Mission Economy. And um you know, I've been on this kick with um, learning MMT economics, modern monetary theory. And so this is like my sixth book in that series. And the second one I've read of hers, it's really excellent. I'm sure I'll find a way to weave some of it. Yeah, in later. probably. Yeah. So I, uh, I usually am the one that is the least read on this podcast, but I'm actually reading reality-based leadership by uh, Cy Wakeman and I'm about halfway through it. And uh, it's, it's very good for those yeah. that are in business and, and work in organizations, I highly recommend it. So maybe we'll do a book review here one of these days. But yeah. uh, back to the importance of taking vacations or giving yourself mental health breaks. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that just because, Katie, you know me, you've known me for a number of years. Um, I've been running two of my own small businesses for uh, five years prior to, to this last year. And I actually just came back from a spring break vacation with my family. Uh, We actually went down to Miami, Florida area, and it's the first vacation that I've taken 
fully away, computer down, not working for uh, almost seven years. And I didn't realize how how much I needed that mental break um, until I kind of took it. And fully, you know, fully transparent here. We, I'm super fortunate. My wife works full-time. I work full-time. We're very fortunate that we were able to go where we went. We stayed in Key Biscayne. Um, and so I'm not necessarily saying that everyone has to take a, you know, expensive, exotic vacation, but I want to talk a little bit more about the importance of, of shutting down and, and letting your, your brain settle. And quite candidly, spending some quality time with your family and, and, getting away from making excuses that, oh, I just don't have time. I can't do that. You know, my business will not survive without me. So we had a great time. So I, I will, I'll talk a little bit about that, but Katie, I can kind of see, cause we're doing this on zoom that there's a look of surprise on your face that I actually took a vacation. Yes. That's, I was just going <laughs> to interrupt you and be like, since when do you do that? I know. So, uh, and I actually, I have to thank uh, one of my colleagues that I work with. We actually had them over for dinner a number of months ago. And um, my wife and daughter were already planning on going to Florida for spring break to see uh, my wife's parents. And I had been down there for like a extended weekend, but we stayed with my wife's parents and that really wasn't any kind of vacation. Um, so I kind of flew in and flew out after about 48 hours. And so my wife and daughter were already headed down to Florida and my friend said that they were going to stay at Key Biscayne and they've been going there for years. And, you know, Hutch, why don't you come down and, and take a vacation? And my immediate reaction when they said that I was like, oh no, I, I can't do that. I don't take yeah. it. Yeah. I'm too, too, too busy. Important. Exactly. Yeah. And I get this, it. You're too busy. This, You're too important. This false sense of like importance, like who, like what, what is, what's going to not, what's going to not function because Hutch isn't there for, you know, four or five days. And so they kind of pressed me on it a little bit more. And the next morning I was just kind of like, screw it. And so I like looked into it and figured out where we could stay and then figured out that my wife and daughter could meet me at the airport um, when I flew in that morning on Thursday morning of last week. And, and then my friend picked us all up at the airport and it was like 35, 40 minutes away from the airport and just got to this place that was amazing in Key Biscayne. So we stayed there Thursday through Tuesday. So I still typical me found a way where I could get the most amount of days, but not miss like a whole week of work. So I could work Monday to Wednesday, take Thursday, Friday off, miss Monday, Tuesday, but then be back Wednesday through Friday. So, which was stupid because when I came back on that Wednesday, it was, it was kind of a, a nightmare, but anyway, so I'll, I'll give some other lessons at the end here. Just take the whole week, just take Monday Friday <laughs> off and have the week to like the, yeah, the bookend. But, um, and so we, we get to Key Biscayne and I had never been there, heard amazing things about it. And it really was fantastic. We stayed in these essentially like Airbnb condos. And there was, I think three, three main, complexes there. And one of them allows renters. And so my friend and her family and her parents um, were in, in the same complex we were. And it was like a five minute walk to one of three pools, which the pool was also right next to the beach. And again, I'm fortunate. I, I grew up, you know, upper middle-class family. So we took summer vacations every year and we used to go to Long Beach Island with my, with my family growing up. And I thought those were like the nicest beaches I'd ever seen. This beach in Key Biscayne was probably at least 50 to 60 yards wide. 
you know, people are still obviously staying away a little bit because of COVID. Mm-hmm. There was hardly anybody on the beach, even on the even on the weekend. So you had plenty of space. Like really, you could be doing whatever you wanted and you're not feeling crowded. Um, you could go out about probably 200, 250 yards into the water and it would still only be up to your knees because it was all sandbars and stuff. And I'm typically not like a massive beach person because... If you've ever met me, you know I have a little bit of an aversion to the sun with my 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 <laughs> ruddy <Irish> complexion. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I was really careful, and I was wearing you know SPF neon or you know SPF fifty or whatever <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, and I, you know, I was the old old fat guy that was wearing a shirt every once in a while as well in the water. But I didn't get burned, um, so that was good. And Success. the yeah, exactly. It was like got to go in the water, and then. I was, I spent a lot of time at the pool because there was awnings and a covering and there was a bar there. So, um, and for those that know me, they were like, well, of course you were by the bar. So, um, you know, our daughter, she's almost 14 and the friends that we went with, they had a nine and a seven year old uh, boys and all three of them got along. Great. I was a little bit worried. I'm like, how is, you know, is my daughter going to think they're too young and they just happen to be really mature you know, young boys and all three of them would play in the pool or they would play cards or whatever. And in the meantime, then, you know, I'm getting to, to hang out with my kid and my wife, uh, have some drinks during the day. We ended up eating like all of our lunches at the pool. And then we went out to amazing restaurants every night. Now, again, yeah, it was, it was an amazing trip. So again, this was like a dream vacation. And I understand that not everybody has the the luxury of being able to do that. Um, but for me, I kind of was able to amortize it over seven years and was really able to kind of justify, <laughs> justify, it. justify yeah. the expenses. Yeah. Cause and, we're, we have to justify yeah, any well, time that we're not being productive or we're spending what we earn. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to talk a little bit about that too. Um, I totally am. <laughs> so and my wife was like amazed because she's like, Oh, you know, I was going to go shopping or whatever. I'm like, take, take my Amex. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And I really was like, and you, you know me, so does Pete, uh, producer Pete. You know, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm usually very calculated about everything. And I just kind of said to myself, I'm going to enjoy this trip and I'm not going to worry about, you know, I'm not going to worry about how much we're spending within reason. Um, And it it was great, you know, and I was relaxed and yeah. And uh, I felt, felt really good even when we came back. uh, And then Wednesday work started, I was like, okay, I should have never come back. I should have (laughs) just called Amex and said, Hey, can you sponsor me forever? Um, But, you know, so what I learned really is that if you don't make time, whether it's a long weekend or you go on a, uh, you go camping or, you know, you go stay at at a friend's cabin or you go stay in a hotel um, in Columbus, Ohio or or wherever, or whatever it is that, that you can afford to do, you have to take time and you have to take these, these mental health breaks. And, you know, we were joking that I felt like I was, I was too important to take a vacation. And I think that just kind of became this narrative that I was telling people is that like, well, I run my own business and, you know, I haven't taken a vacation and blah, 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 blah. And what I realized is like, not only was it really probably unnecessary, but you sound like such a tremendous douche. Like (laughs) important that you can't take time for yourself. And this, this will probably segue a little bit into what you're going to talk about, but we've, we've created this kind of concept that life in this country, if you want to get ahead is the person that, you know, can outwork everybody else. And, 
you know, we've all heard the stories of the executives that, that sleep, you know, less than four hours a night and they're up at four in the morning and they do their, their workout and then they do this and they do that. And, you know, they're super productive and that's why they're a hundred millionaire or whatever it is. <laughs> but, you know, if, if that's what we're only doing, then really what's, what's the point? Because, and, you know, I realize that 48 is like, well, crap, how many more family vacations am I going to have before my right? You're- like off? college, right? Daughter's a teenager now. Yeah. So, I mean, she's yeah. going to be a freshman in high school next year. So, um, and, and, you know, this isn't something that I just uh, came upon myself. My wife's been telling me for years, she's like, you got it. You know, you got to go on a vacation with us. And um, when we ran the, the pedal pub business and stuff, spring break happened to always be a pretty busy week for us. And so not that I'm justifying it, but no, you're justifying it. In hindsight, I'm like, well, we already sold that business and I'm onto something else. So you're telling me I couldn't have squeezed a week out, you know, uh, for some time with my family. It's just, it's really important. And one of my favorite days was our last full day there, which was Monday. And then we, we flew it on Tuesday. It was crazy, but it was like, I'm not going to call it a hurricane, but it was like hurricane, like rain, but no lightning. And it was, it was like one of those crazy Florida rains where it was a super hard rain for quite a bit. Not, not just like a five minute rain, but like throughout. Oh, the yeah. They day. can be intense. Yeah. yeah. And um, we stayed at the pool, right? So the adults are under this massive awning and we found this little gourmet food shop that I made like three trips to. I'm like, well, we'll just get one more bottle of wine. And I did that like three (laughs) times. And the kids were playing in the pool in this downpour and they were just having the time of their life. And then I kind of got in there and uh, my daughter was like doing backflips off my shirt or doing flips off my shoulders. And we got a bunch of pictures and videos of it and stuff. And me, I was like, this was the best day of it all. And that included, you know, the previous six days that were 80 degrees and beautiful. And her favorite day was me in the pool with her in a downpour. And she's like, you know, I'm pulling her up on my shoulders and she's doing flips off my back. So, um, yeah. So, you know, and it got me thinking, I'm like, well, gosh, how many more of those moments could we have had if I had been willing to, to take some more time out? And the other piece that that was really instrumental, and then I'll kind of wrap up my segment here, is what was weird about coming back and and before my my full work face and stress came back, but I can't tell you how many people, because we're still doing everything Zoom pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of me being back were like, gosh, Hutch, you look like so much more relaxed. You look, you know, really good. Uh, and I wasn't overly tan because I don't really tan. I'm either burnt or not. Um, <laughs> I, I had a little bit of color, but True, yeah. and everyone was just like, you look really relaxed. And even our friends last night that we had over for dinner who hadn't seen us, they're like, you guys look really relaxed and like, you know, really, really recovered. Um, and so that was like, gosh, further justification that, you need to be doing this. And again, it doesn't have to be, you know, flying away to Miami or somewhere crazy fancy. Um, but I think it's really important. And from someone that has two psych degrees, I should have been telling myself this for a long time. You have to, you have to give your chance to let your mind settle and rest. And the main thing you're worried about is, are you going to get Starbucks or are you going to get uh, a local coffee purveyors, you know, beverage that morning? And are you going to sit on your patio and drink it? Or are you going to take it, you know, down by the pool? Um, Those were like the major decisions and obviously where we were going to go to eat, but those were like the decisions that I was wrapping my head around. Am I going to have a lobster roll for lunch today? Or am I going to have this gourmet hamburger? So Oh my God, I love it. It was awesome. It was awesome. So 
And I, I didn't even miss a podcast. So that's good. Nice. I do. The big takeaway, like for me is like, I'm so happy you made memories with the family. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it was huge. Really, really cool. And that's really um, huge. We had a great time. And and so one one funny story is there's a there's a restaurant called uh, Joe's Stone Crab that we were planning on going um, the last night we were there. Famous, um, it's yeah. so famous. Yeah. And my wife was adamant that we were going. And so Monday was the day of this rainstorm, and was the day that I kept buying like rosé and white wine. And by four o'clock in the afternoon, it looked pretty much like I wasn't going to be able to make it to dinner. <laughs> and, and I knew that my wife was, was bummed and disappointed about that, but she was cool enough to kind of let it slide and not make a big deal about it. And so we ended up um, having just like barbecue with our friends, like ordered in. So when I got back on Thursday, I then, um, so I ordered Joe's delivered to our house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so we ended up, uh, we had it on Saturday. So it was delivered on Friday put it in the fridge, did like followed all the instructions. It comes like iced. And as long as you eat it within, you know, two days, mm-hmm. we had our friends over and uh, just, just had an amazing time. So she was pretty pumped about that and uh, can't say enough about Joe's stone crab, even yeah. like delivered. It's, it was amazing. So Yeah, it is. It actually, when I lived in Georgia, a lot of our neighbors actually were Florida residents who would escape the tourists and come to their Georgia house yeah, on the weekends. Sure. And um, one of them was a UPS driver who lived mm. in the Keys mm. and he was tipped a huge cooler of stone crab claws one really? day and they were like, we're sick of them. And so what? they gave me, yeah, I know they gave me, and it was funny because my friend from Kentucky charity, the St. Charity came down and she had been helping. We, we had injured our back and we had a semi load of compost to spread and she and her kids showed up the next day and he drops off this thing. And it was, it was like, Hey, I can, that's a I can at least offer tip, by the way. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, they used to give us lobster all the time. Like oh they, they were just like, somebody gave us this and we're done. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And I was vegetarian at that point, but if you drop off a thing of stone crab claws, it turns out I'm pescatarian. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was really good. And I, you know, again, I've been to the shore a bunch and we used to cook crabs with my family and eat it cold, but stone crab, I, I'd never, I'd never had it before. And Good gravy. Was it good? Oh, uh, everything yeah. was good. Oh, it's I'm so glad you had that experience. Dude. Yeah. That's yeah, very great. Exciting. That is great. And you know, you said several times, not everyone can do that. And it's yeah. so true. Like one of the heartbreaking things in all of my obsession with economics is that so many of us, like that gap is widening and now more and more people really can't, they, yeah. they can't take off work because a day or two off is a missed electric bill right. and it's just so crushing. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm so, so happy that my friend who's, who's, I've seen you come into your own professionally mm-hmm. for this, this wave of your career. And um, I hope I can follow in your footsteps because I could really use some Joes now. I bet. Um, <laughs> you, yeah. You need a vacation too. Dude, I know. Okay, so <laughs> I went, I actually, I went, I I had your record. I had like one vacation mm-hmm. in 14 years. Wow. And yeah. That's and crazy, it was, dude. yeah, it was um, my ex-husband and I went away because we had never taken a honeymoon. We dropped our kids off. We had little tiny kids, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and we dropped them off with my parents. And we mm-hmm. went to the Appalachians to go kayaking. And I kid you not, it's my first time away from my children. Yeah. It was my first time out in like, I want to say at that point, it was like eight years. And um, 
three days in, he's like, let's go back and get the kids. I think I'm done kayaking. And I was like, what? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but I'm so not done just right. being here. Yeah. Right. So it was brutal. But um, but yeah, it, it, here's the thing that's been really hard for me to internalize is that busy is not a virtue. Mm-hmm. In our culture, it kind of is. So what I wanted to talk about a little bit today, I just want to put some information out there about um, our level of busyness and um, just put some facts out and everyone can kind of draw their own conclusions about our Mm -hmm. priorities um, based on this. I don't even feel like you need to editorialize a lot about some of this information, but um, keep in mind, like it, it takes some level of maturity to realize that busy is not a virtue and it is a thing because of our, our very um, meritocratic story in Mm -hmm. the United States, right? Like, if you work hard enough, right. your dreams will come true. You can be anything. You'll succeed. Like if you work hard enough, but I know people that work like two factory jobs. Right. Yeah. And they can barely <laughs> they make barely it. Barely make right? it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in the U.S., this isn't a surprise to most people, but American workers, 85.8% of males and 66.5% of females, according to the ILO, the mm-hmm. um, International Labor Organization, work more than 40 hours a week. So the vast majority of Americans are working more than 40 hours a week. And it's like 40 is considered the min- like really like the bare minimum, right? But yeah, that's bare minimum in this country. And, and I've worked um, plenty of jobs where you know, if you're leaving at 5 p.m., get the, uh, oh, working a half day today. I mean, we've all, we've all seen that or, oh. or heard that, right? Yeah. We yeah. really, we really pressure each other, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is terrible. And don't do that to people. Right. It's something we need to keep in mind when we talk about the numbers I'm going to put out today are broken down by gender, by male and female gender specifically. Um, so we need to keep in mind that uh, according to the New York Times in March of 2020, um, we start seeing numbers come out where people were estimating the value of unpaid labor. Unpaid labor is elder care, where you're taking care of your parents when they get mm-hmm. older. It's child care in your home. It's taking care of things that could someone else could feasibly be paid to do, even if you can't afford it. That is a job somewhere in our economy, right? Mm-hmm. So keep in mind, as we break this down by gender, the vast majority of unpaid labor in the country is done in the United States is done by women. Mm-hmm. It was estimated just over a year ago that the market value of the unpaid labor put into the economy by women in the United States is $10.9 trillion. Holy okay? crap. Is right. this still from the uh, the ILO? Are we this is the New York Times. Okay. This is okay. the New York Times breaking it down. There have been several studies along these lines, but everyone I've seen has been within a couple trillion of this number. So Did you say $10 trillion? $10.9 trillion of labor is done for free that if annually? done, catch this annually, catch this, if done at minimum wage would be valued at 10.9 trillion. Okay. So what, 725 an hour? Is that, is that what minimum wage is? Roughly. Yeah. yeah seven it's, something. It's sadly low. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah, I'm talk about minimum talk wage about in the yeah, future. Yeah, All right. So, but back to the ILL. So um, they report that Americans work 137 more hours per year on average than Japanese workers who are known to be extremely <laughs> industrious, right, right. disciplined, um, 260 more hours a year than British workers. I mean, if you think about that, 260 hours, that's a lot of weeks, right? Entire weeks of labor. uh, God, why is my math so bad? (laughs) I mean, because you just came back from vacation. (laughs) I got vacation (laughs) brain. And and, um, almost 500 hours 
per year more than the French. And that's a <laughs> insert French joke here. Insert no. <laughs> French joke here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and, and on the flip side of that, EU workers, the men averaged 38.6 hours per week and the women 33.7. Again, even though in many European countries, there's less of an unpaid labor gap between the genders, it is still more women conducting that. Now, interestingly, you're much more likely to get paid maternity and paternity leave in the EU than you are in the States. Very few places in the States offer that. Um, Um, Maternity and paternity? Maternity and paternity, yeah. So um, we have it in our heads that like, obviously, like that's a woman thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there are European countries and places around the globe that see that as a parent thing. And so the the time off can be split where right. mom can stay home for the, you know, first six if she wants. And then the dad stays home for the next 14 or whatever yeah. it is. So, um, and I did not call all that up. I haven't read about it in a while and I don't know how recent those numbers are, but it is really interesting to see like how differently it's treated in some places, especially in Northern Europe. So um, back to your 260 hours, I think you said that that was the, the, the British that work, uh, or we work, you we know, work more than the British. Yeah. So for those that are not as good as math as me, that's six and a half weeks. So yeah. that is a month and a half plus at right? 40 hours a week, right? Yeah. yeah we, right, we, right, right. we, yeah. Amortize this. I think you were used that word yeah. here, um, over, over our weeks. Uh, so there's shame around taking time off. And we also do have this idea that the world will fall apart if we do, instead right. of just saying like, no, this is, this is my time. We have terrible boundaries. Mm-hmm. I said, I wasn't going to editorialize, but I totally am. You know that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've known you for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we also find that when we try and do any kind of quantification of the emotional labor put into um, the work that we do, we find that minorities and women and groups that are not in the most dominant caste and cultural demographic have a tendency to carry more of that around the office. It becomes their responsibility or around whatever the job is, it becomes their responsibility to get along, to go along kind of thing. Um, And so you find that the stress levels are really high in cultures like ours where there is still um, gender and race distinctions and different distinctions in the workplace. You know, back to that 10.9 trillion hours. Is that what you said? 10.9 trillion US dollars. dollars, Yeah. Based on a 40 hour week at at, at minimum wage. So, you know, more and more women uh, and more and more women that I know work full time. um, Mm -hmm. And, I'm trying to help break down the the patriarchy, but I'm sure I'm still guilty of, of, of some things. I'm sure that, well, I'm not sure. I know my wife probably does more around the house than I do. Now, there are some things that, that I try and help with, et cetera, but there is still this, I'm just being very careful with my words. <laughs> I don't want to say that I do all this stuff and then find out that she doesn't think I do that. But I mean, we, we talk about it, right? So, mm-hmm. but there is still this, this assumption that, you know, uh, the second shift starts, right? So the, right. the woman just worked up to the same amount of hours that her male uh, counterpart did and is now expected to, you know, to do all the drop-offs and all the cooking and all the cleaning and all that. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's unfair and it's, 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 it's not sustainable. It's, it's, it, it's, it's not, um, we can't continue to, to operate in that mentality. And that is such an overpowering amount of, dollars to think that is really going unpaid. Uh, that's an astounding amount of money. I mean, when you think about it, um, that's, 
that could buy not just small countries, but some some moderately decent sized countries. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I don't know how do well, we fix that, Katie. That tension plays itself out in a declining birth rate in the U.S. Okay. Right. So uh, it's something that's been talked about a little more during the pandemic, because as people have had to juggle both work and children being at home, men and women, but women in particular were the ones who left the workforce in order to keep that family functioning. Hmm. You can't just leave a child at home. Right. So um, we saw and, and are now returning to the workforce, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was a very terrifying time to see people having to leave their jobs to go home and take care of children when they had a life plan that had this covered. And now there's this huge thing. So we see um, already declining birth rates because mm-hmm. of economics, because of the high cost of housing, because of the the fact that you can't uh, support a family on most of the jobs right. that are in the U.S. right now, um, we find that the birth rate is going down. And that is economic pressure because things are not viable because you cannot, we, we are not in a place economically where you can have someone dedicated to childcare in most households. Which is really odd because we're one of the most we're one of the richest countries on the planet, right? But the way that we spend and disperse uh, our money isn't always beneficial to the greater good, right? No, definitely so, not. I mean, so, that's why I study all these these yeah. alternate economic models. It, that's I'm still stuck on that $10.9 trillion. That is an amazing amount of unpaid labor every year. It is an amazing amount. and And it's not that everything should be paid labor. Right. It's that that should be acknowledged and it has an economic impact. Right. Right. So, and you'll hear this talked about in like universal basic income circles more Mm -hmm. than anywhere else. You'll hear it talked about in MMT economics, the modern monetary theory and, and um, the UBI circles where they say, listen, what is happening in our economy is not just where the money exchanges hands. We need to reconsider how we're defining work. Mm-hmm. We need to reconsider where value lies. And historically, we've done this because in the world of finance, we have decided that we would come up with a way to measure the monetary value of activities that are purely financial mm-hmm. instead of you know production-based or service-based, right? So, so we found a way to include finance in our our economic reporting in the US. Okay. And it changed how we conceptualize how much we're making, right? We gave yeah. that a value and we included it. And the idea is this needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be considered when we're making economic decisions. I am going off on a tangent. My point is being no, bu- busy is not a virtue and I realized in a conversation with a friend of mine before I start taking vacations again a few years ago, that we didn't want to just live off our old memories. We right. wanted to make new ones. And I am so glad that you got out and made new memories with your family and keep doing that. <laughs> and I know not everyone can, but you're absolutely right. If you can, if you can take a camping trip, if you right. can go outside and have a bonfire, if you can just do something, try and come up with some way to unplug from your job, turn off your phone for eight hours. Yep. And hang out with people and make a new memory and, and let yourself reset a little bit because it's really it's, important. And it, it, we're it, bad at it. Yeah, we're bad it, at we, it. <laughs> I mean, based on those numbers, it sounds like we're horrible at it. Yeah. And 
And, you know, there's something to be said about, and we're getting up on time here, but there is something to be said about, you know, not only work-life balance, but what enjoyment level are you getting out of your life, right? So um, if you're if you're only working and you're not doing anything that you enjoy, or even just taking a break, or like you said, spending time with friends and family, you're kind of really wasting your time here, right? So we, we have a we have a finite amount of time on this big rock, and you might as well, you know, try and enjoy some of it. If you're fortunate enough to, to get paid vacation time and be able to take vacation, if you have a job that allows that, you really, you need to, you need to take it. And my friend that we went on this trip with, she said, listen, the best time to plan your next vacation is while you're on vacation, like get it scheduled, get it booked so that you have something that you're kind of looking forward to or working towards. Um, it it kind of helps, you know, that mental, that mental, uh, goal of having something on the horizon that you can kind of think about or work towards. So, um, but I'm with you, Katie, it doesn't have to be, you know, a big fancy trip, but unplug for a week, spend some time with friends and family as everyone's getting vaccinated and we're getting, you know, hopefully through this pandemic, being able to do that becomes a, a lot more reasonable. So certainly, certainly would love to hear anybody else's thoughts on this as well. And if you guys do have thoughts or would like to share your favorite vacation story with us, you can hit us on our social media at Twitter, which is at Katie and me pod or on Instagram at Katie and me podcast. Um, and Katie is always K-A-T-Y. Katie, thanks for all that great information. And thanks for letting me share a little bit about my personal family vacation. Thanks for letting us into your life, Chris. Sure. I'm very happy that you got a vacation. You deserved it. Me too. I'm looking forward to planning the next one. <laughs> All right.